And so, once again, what do we do? We go through another internal struggle, another process where it's challenging. And then in the challenge, we go, oh, God, I've had enough of this. And then as we go, I finally had enough of this, what do we do? We finally let go and say, all right, Lord, I give up. I'm just going to focus on you and do the loving. Oh, and then all of a sudden it starts to work out again. Isn't it funny? You've ever noticed how this goes, this pattern in how life works in this way? The nice thing is when you do it enough and you see how the pattern works, eventually we begin to wake up and go, hmm, let's see what's going on here. Is there a way I can do this differently so I don't have to keep going through the struggles and the turmoils? And maybe I can just really live the loving and just let it unfold and keep taking the steps forward knowing that eventually everything gets resolved. The solution's always there. Maybe all I was doing was trying to make it happen before it was meant to happen. Maybe there's a greater plan here beyond just myself that maybe I'm just a divine spark of that greater oneness than the unfolding journey of the one soul that I am a part of. Oh, there's that greater oneness again. There it is. All working together in perfection. The greater freedom is not about getting our karmas done so we don't have to come back here again. The greater freedom is simply living the loving and waking up and knowing ourselves as divine. That's the greater freedom. Doesn't matter which lifetime, doesn't matter which body, doesn't matter what the circumstances are, the greater freedom is simply waking up, living the loving, and knowing who we are as the divine. That's it. When you know that, it doesn't really matter if you're still in a physical body or not. It doesn't matter if you've got to come back here again. It doesn't matter if you don't have to come back here again. So in all the different words we share, it's always the loving. And in the loving, it all unfolds. And in the loving is the knowing. In the loving, we wake up. In the loving is the freedom, the truth, the liberation. It's all in the loving. Regardless of how long or what it looks like or who it's with or when it happens, Just remember the simplicity of the meditation, the simplicity in what the truth is of the journey we're doing here, the spiritual pathway. Just remember that. In the midst of your life, all the time. If you're one who enters meditation 
seeking answers, seeking guidance, seeking information. Realize you may get all that. But you may also get the limitation that is in all of that. Because that is limitation. The freedom is simply in the loving. If you are entering into meditation for anything other than the loving, it's a limitation. And hey, we all do it. I still do it today. I'll go inside sometimes when I'm really going through my process too, saying, Lord, okay, I'm open. Any direction here? How can I move through this one? I do it too. That's why I was going back to the beginning here about saying how human myself and Jim are and our own personal processes. I still go through it. I know he does. (laughs) It's all part of that. Because that which is the divine, the soul, is having a human experience. And these are all the things that go with it. But if we can come into a place of acceptance and let it be okay, you're free. You're free right in the midst of the turmoil. Because we don't make it wrong. We don't think it, we're trying to make it to be a certain way. And if we do, if we can still approach that with acceptance, we're still even free, even in our attempts to control. Sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? You mean I can be free and controlling at the same time? Yep. Anybody here ever laugh and cry at the same time? It's possible. It's all possible. That's why I was saying earlier the double whammy or double negative. When I judge myself, I judge myself for judging myself. It's kind of that thing. You could still have a judgment, but love and accept yourself even in the judgment. And there's the freedom, even in the stickiness. It's interesting. Have you guys noticed since we began doing initiations in ILM how the conversation has been more and more about this personal journey and the spiritual journey than it has been more about the psychic realms of the angels and guides and hierarchy and lords of karma? Have you noticed that over the years? All those are all there. We'll experience that. It's out there. It's part of the journey. Things we walk through, things we experience. But they all deal with this physical dimension. They're all God's helpers. But they're all helping the soul through the physical dimension. So if we look to them, what do we get? That which they're helping us with. Oh, look to my spirit guide for guidance. Well, spirit guides are there to give us guidance for our physical journey. So what's it about? Our physical journey. 
My guardian angel. Oh, it's there to help me protect the physical body. So where's the focus? The physical body. What about the lords of karma, the ascended masters? Well, their job is in service to helping the karmas unfold. Well, what are the karmas? They're the physical lessons. So where's the focus? On the physical journey. But that aspect of the Holy Spirit, the light and the sound, the path that we are walking here, that journey is a spiritual journey focused on spirit. And that spirit is a pathway that exists through every realm of creation, through all the physical, but beyond it. And so on that journey is where truly we wake up to the divine and know the spirit beyond the psychic phenomena, beyond all these other ascended masters and lords of karma and angels and guides, as amazing as all that is. And you may experience that along the way because it's part of the journey. But the difference is the journey of sun and light is focused up and through it all, where the journey with all these others are focused down and through. It's the expression of spirit down and out, where the path of light is the expression of spirit in and up. Think about it. God created all things. God created all things. And so, what greater guide is there than God? Why would we want to look to angels and guides and all that when we have God to look to? There's no greater guide in any universe. But that guide is loving. And there is that direct experience with God, what we call the face of God the divine expression of that beingness of oneness is there all the way. Look to that. That's the essence in the initiation. Is God directly. That is the power of the name. That sacred name given in initiation is that essence of God directly. That's why there's no need to look outside of the name itself. But we will. Curiosity killed the cat, right? Thank God the cat has nine lives. What happens after the ninth life, though? <laughs> Maybe that's when the cat finally wakes up and realizes... But I share this information always as a reminder to pay attention and to realize what you're focusing on and what comes with that. And I say that too out of my own personal experience because I know that beingness of God. I know the face of God. I know that and I know my oneness in that. 
But I also know this other part of the journey of experience through time and space and even these different beings on the different levels. I remember even an ascended master meeting in one of the realms we speak of in time and space, not in the realms of spirit, because they're not in spirit. They're in the realms of time and space. And even this amazing ascended master asking me to assist in their service action. I thought, oh my God, wow, this is something I thought I wanted so much so many years ago was to be able to be in communication and to be one of those channels of the Ascended Masters even in this world. But at that point in my journey, I'd already risen above that. And I knew God directly. And I even asked this teacher on the inner levels, an ascended master, not a teacher, son, and light, can you show me the face of God? And it was so funny because this teacher, this ascended master, rose up and began to present the face of God. And it was all distorted. It started to almost look like God, but then it all distorted because it was an illusion. And so I said, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because I am doing God. And it is that by which I live. I share this because I know many people, including myself, that have looked to these other beings thinking how wonderful and great, but not really fully understanding because we may not understand that greater truth of spirit beyond this world of duality and karma. We all get to make the choices, even once we've been initiated. It's a daily choice what we choose, whether it's God or one of the other beings that have come from God. But it's not just the being, it's also the function, the action, the focus, because we get what we focus on and what we choose into, even if it's somebody else or something else. Because there's amazing things we can experience to discover, to know, on all these different realms in time and space. We can get amazing information. We can know past lives, future lives, other dimensions. We can know our karmas. We can see great things for ourselves and other people. There's a lot of great psychics out there. But will knowing your past lives or knowing your karmas or knowing your lessons or somebody else's lessons and being able to tell them that set you free? That's for you to discover. 
But I share my story of discovery for myself because that's my personal journey and how I've come to know that truth of God and loving beyond all these amazing psychic worldly dimensions and beings that exist through all these dimensions and realizing that the only true freedom is not knowing the information, no matter how psychically aware one may be, but knowing the fullness of loving and merging into that oneness. When you're in that, it doesn't matter what the lessons are. It doesn't matter what the karma is. And it is only through that that the soul truly is set free not in knowing the information, not being in told things, not in us discovering things, but knowing the loving and our oneness in that and living it is where the true freedom is and the greater experience beyond. So pay attention and be aware of this journey and all the amazing things that unfold. Be aware. It is a relationship. It's not a one-way street. Just like in this world, when we relate to one another, there's both a giving and a receiving. Anytime it's just one way, well, something's lacking. Either somebody's not giving or somebody's not receiving. With God, there's a free flow of giving and receiving. Us loving God and God loving us. So we can live that loving, even with one another in this world, as that God and expression called the soul. But we often get discouraged or find disturbance because we're looking to have that experience of loving with those around us, especially those close to us. Be aware that in that focus there's always going to be a limitation. But also in that focus... There's always the experience, the awakening, the learning, the knowing of that movement of loving in our own consciousness through this world and how that moves, how that can look and sound, but also how that can look and sound and how it doesn't move. When we are shut down within ourselves or somebody around us is shut down and not allowing that expression of giving or receiving and loving. Isn't it interesting? Because a lot of us know and are sensitive to that movement. And we often know when we're in that flow and we're open, the joy, the peace, the love. And when we're not in that, when we feel closed off, the pain, the sorrow, the suffering, and when we're with others, 
when somebody else is open in that, we may be aware of that as well. Or when somebody else is also closed off. Just as I was sharing earlier with you, when I feel myself or someone else closed off, I can feel the pain. I'm aware of that. And if I, myself, or somebody around me is open, I also experience the joy and the freedom and that loving of spirit. And I know each of you do too. Know what I'm talking about. The funny thing is, we can't make others be open, be loving. We can only do that for ourselves. And when we try to make somebody else be a certain way, we find ourselves going into reaction and struggle. But the funny thing is, we often do that because we know when we are shut down to the loving and we so desperately want and need that fulfillment that comes with loving. Am I making sense here? And that's why we often will fight and struggle with ourselves and with other people trying to open that door to spirit that we can get out of the separation and the pain and experience that greater oneness and that peace and that joy that comes with that. Then we begin to discover how we can have that inside of ourselves. And as we discover that more inside, we discover how to live in it more day to day and then we can discover how to even be in that when we're with other people, whether they're open to the loving or whether they're shut down to the loving and don't want to participate in that way, that we can still maintain our sense of focus, of centeredness, and that loving. Not to get caught up in the behaviors or the expression of whether somebody's acting nice or whether somebody's upset or angry. Those are just all indicators of where we may be and also our attempts to get to where we want to go. Spirituality is not an expression or a behavior. It's simply a beingness of loving. And in that loving, there is room for all expression, positive or negative. There's room for it all. Because loving just accepts all of it. So when we can move into the acceptance of all of it, both of our own behavior and expression and others, well, then we get that loving and all that goes with it. And then nobody but ourselves can take that away. Because you will find, we will find, I find all the time, people 
always wanting to suppress that, to cut it off, to control it. And we'll often fight and defend ourselves so that they don't do that or we don't allow them to. Now we know why there's so much war and struggle in the world. But once you realize it is only you who has the power to stay open to the loving or to shut down to the loving, it's only you who has the power. It's your choice. Then you realize, oh my God, no matter what they do, that I don't have to shut down. Yes, I'm aware of them trying to control me, trying to suppress me, trying to do this or that. And I feel it, I hear it, I see it. And I can still stay centered and focused and just accept their expression. And then when I get the chance, I'll get the hell out of there. (laughs) Isn't that what we want to do? Because it's not pleasant. Or I will stay there because I see that somebody is simply trying to get through their own experience of separation to find that open door to loving. And if I can stay focused in that myself, then it's possible for them to find and focus into that as well. That's part of the journey. Sometimes... We stay there even when somebody seems to be trying to control us. And other times we get out of there. Why do we choose one or the other? Because a part of us knows when somebody's open and they're moving through their stuff so they can get to the loving with us. And there's other times we know when somebody is not at all trying to get to the loving. And those are the places that often it is best just to walk away. But that's the journey of discovering that. And there's no right or wrong answer. Because guess what? It's going to happen over and over and over, both of those situations, so that we get to learn and discern and then make the choices how we participate in that. It's fun talking about this for me because these things are so tangible and real. I think most of it is for you too. And if not, hopefully in talking about it, we'll begin to bring your attention so you begin to discover and know that for yourself. I've always found through this action we call communication, whether it was with myself, whether it's with God, me and God, or me and another, I always find it's the same process. The only difference is I found God's always open. (laughs) It's only me or others that I find get closed down. That's why I always begin with God and then myself. And then I look for it with others, hope to share it with others, hope that they can share it with me, and I'll even work at it through communication. But realize communication is just a tool that opens doors of possibility. 
But it's not the tool that'll do it. It's us that make the choice that allow the opportunities. And then the tools can work. So even if somebody's a great communicator, they know it and all this and that, they have clarity of vision, clarity of focus, clarity of words, that does no good if we're not open to God. I know several people who are very genius, very smart, very mentally aware, even psychically, and have amazing information and clarity and direction. And at the same time, are not awake to that greater experience of God. And yet, try to be or purport that they are. They've got all the right answers, all the right reasons. And it all makes sense. I could disagree with nothing on an informational level. But yet something inside of me knows when there's the truth of spirit rather than the truth of information or the mind. Does that make sense? you have an idea what I'm talking of? That's why I always say, even here, don't just listen to our words. Go for that truth of spirit. Because anybody can spout off these words. I know people who listen to our CDs and talks all the time, and they can spout the words off. they got the language down. They can talk it and say they're doing this or that. And it's just words. Doesn't matter what the words are. It really doesn't. I could sit here and cuss and swear, and it wouldn't even matter. Doesn't matter what it sounds like, doesn't matter what the behaviors are, the expression. What matters is if we are open to God. If we're open to God and we cuss and swear in that loving, Guess what we get? We'll hear the swear words, but we'll just get all this joy and love because of the divine essence riding upon the words. But yet, when we hear somebody speak words of spirit, and yet it's only coming from the mind, what do we get? We go, well, it sounds right, but how come... I don't feel connected. Why don't I feel the joy or the peace? Where's the loving? It all sounds right. And we find ourselves going into confusion. That's an indicator. Confusion, doubt, fear, wonder, worry is often letting us know that the source of that information is coming from a different level other than spirit. So pay attention to these things. If it's not coming from spirit, it's not going to serve you in your journey of waking up to spirit. But if it is information coming from the world, the mind, the physical, that supports you in living your physical life, well, don't discount it. It can help you live your life. But if it's words that are trying to point you to spirit, to wake up in the spirit, be careful. Watch where you tread. 
Because the mind will portray itself as knowing all. And we will often believe it and get caught up in it. And then we wonder why we're not having the greater experience of loving. But that's how we learn. We'll go through it. We'll walk through it. We go, God, they sound like they're right on track, but how come I'm not experiencing that greater fullness of loving? Because of the source from which those words are coming. But ultimately, let it all go. When we go into meditation, we're not focused on words other than that sacred name. But even those words, it is the essence of spirit that is in the words. We want to let go of all the other words. What I was just sharing about the last few minutes is more about the world and communication with one another. But when we go into meditation, we want to let go of the words, let go of our communications with others, and go into direct communion in action with God. That's it. That's it. Don't make it a mind game. Don't make it an emotional game. Don't negotiate with God. Just love God. And let God love you. That's it. That's all there is to what we're doing here in truth. All the rest is simply a distraction. Oh, it can be entertaining. It can be informative. It can be amazing, psychedelic, psychic-delic. But don't let it distract you. Keep your focus on God. You don't need to try to be anything. You don't need to try to be somebody. You don't need to be the source of everything. You can just be you. Just be loving. And from that loving, all the rest unfolds. It's when we try to do things, try to be something, that we get in the way. How many times have we heard that phrase out there about getting out of the way so that spirit can do its thing? Well, we want to get in the way of spirit and out of the way of the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and body. That was great. <laughs> I really have nothing else to add to it that brought it to a close. So thank you all, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we will see you all next Sunday.